Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis Real Podcast. It is your girl, Rachel, back with another episode. So to do a quick recap, last week's episode was a book review over the book Grace by Max Licato. Um, I And we focused on a chapter eight, which was called Fear the Throne. But the whole point of it was just to just briefly just very very mention just a little a little bitty aspect of how of god's grace and how he works and how he works how he moves how he hears us when we cry out to him how he hears us when we pray to him i highlighted two specific chat two verses uh second corinthians 12 verse 9 which talks about um when god when when god tells paul after paul asks the lord to remove to remove the thorn in his flesh three times god responds with my grace is all you need or my grace is sufficient depending on your translation and then also we have Isaiah 30 verses 18 and 19, uh, which just talks about how the Lord is waiting for us to come to him so that he can show us grace and mercy. So um, go back and read those scriptures. Go back and listen to that episode. If you have not already listened to it, um, it will bless your life, hopefully, if you allow it to. And just really just I, I encourage you to just dive into the grace of God, dive into a study, a Bible study on your own terms, on your own time. And studying the what the Bible says, what God says about His own grace, um, so I really encourage you to do that. To do that. So, uh, but for today's episode, we are doing a throwback. Um, it's actually my the second ever episode that I recorded <laughs> for my podcast, and it was back when my podcast was called uh, the South of Gaza Podcast. So, I encourage you all to continue listening. Um, be gracious with me because the audio was not as high quality. I didn't have a good microphone at the time. And I was also I'm only my second episode recording, recording. So I didn't have that same, it wasn't, it didn't have that same flow, but just go back and I encourage you to stick with me, listen and enjoy, um, this, this throwback to baby Ray and, and, you know, but overall enjoy, enjoy what it is. Cause we're talking about, being available. The episode is called God, I'm Available. So I want you guys to really open up your hearts, your minds, your ears to hear and receive how the Lord may be trying to speak to you. Um, or just to get some good old fashioned, you know, just to get a little Bible study going, you know, uh, an Old Testament Bible study of the, over the book of Daniel. So however, however the Lord wants to use this episode, I pray that he will use it and um, that you will get something from it, even if it's something just small, just hearing how just you know hearing the growth that's happened for the the can i be real podcast from its inception as south of gaza to now here we are as can i be real so just go ahead and just listen enjoy and uh yeah hello and welcome back to the south of gaza podcast yay it's been a month it's been a while i'm not even gonna hold you a lot of stuff has went down in the past couple of weeks but I'm excited to be back, to get back on this thing, to get back on my mission, on my purpose. Um, I want to go ahead and start us off with a prayer. So if you are able to, bow your head if you pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us to come together through through this technology, this, this podcast. God, I pray, Lord, that the conversation that will be going on today will be filled with your spirit, Lord, and that will be filled with your word and I just pray, Lord God, that you just continue to bless this podcast, bless the people who you have listening to it. Um, and I just thank you, God, just for everything you've given and done for me already. And I pray, Lord God, that this, like I said, this podcast will just be used to speak to all kinds of people and all kinds of different walks of life at any point that they're in. 
Um, I pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the last episode was called I'm on Assignment. And it was talking about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And we just kind of briefly went over how Philip was, who Philip was. He was an evangelist, not the same Philip who was one of the 12 disciples. This Philip was one of the... um, um, yeah, this is a different Philip. And then we have the Ethiopian eunuch and how he was well-respected. He was um, highly regarded in the, the kingdom of Ethiopia. And just how your first assignment may start off small. And to continue with a similar thread, um, but also starting a new a new season, that is. We're going to start a new season. This is episode one, season one. And the theme, the title of this season is called available um be available and this episode is called in quotations it's called god i'm available and it is inspired it's taken from isaiah 6 verse 8 which i will go ahead and read which i'm reading that anything that i read to read today is going to be in the nlt so isaiah 6 verse 8 says then i heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, here I am, send me. And that was Isaiah responding to God when God said, who shall I send? And Isaiah responded, here I am, send me. So I really just want to talk about being available. And today I'm making the declaration that God, I am available to be used by you for your people, for your purposes. Um, It's been a long journey to get to this point. So I guess I'll go ahead and dive in on that. Um, just talking about how my week went and then we'll finish it up with some scripture and then we'll call it a night because it's actually really late. It's almost 11 o'clock here tonight. But, um, so I was just, this past week has been really rough because I, in all honestly, honesty, I've been having a hard time just kind of coming to grips with being in this season of singleness and God really hit me today which is why I just had to come here and talk to y'all, talk to him, talk to y'all, talk to everybody who want to listen. And but he really hit me today because he was just he just reminded me that singleness is a gift. The season of singleness is a gift. Not it shouldn't be looked at as a burden. It should looked at as, it should be looked at as a gift, a time to do all the things that God is that that God has called you to do that. If you were in a relationship, you would otherwise be distracted from. And I know myself, I would definitely been distracted from doing this podcast, from being involved in um, the campus, my, my campus ministry. I would definitely have been distracted from those things. And so God, I know that I know and believe that God knows me better than I know myself. And so I think that's why he had that's one of the reasons why he has me in this season of singleness, because there's a calling on my life. I believe that I'm not trying to sound conceited or cocky, but I believe that God has got a calling on my life, just how he has a calling on everybody's lives. And that calling is just right now, it's just too precious to be um, distracted from by having a relationship, though that relationship may be glorifying to God. You know, that's my hope anyway. But if if it's not the right time, then what is meant to be a blessing can be a curse. And so God has really kind of showed me that, that I just need to be just take this season as the blessing, as the gift that it is, and not reject it, but take it and embrace it. And so I just want to go ahead and uh, 
So that's my little background for why I've been so absent and um, just kind of dealing with that. And that wasn't the only reason I was absent, but that's just the struggle that I've been with this week since Valentine's Day is literally tomorrow. Shout out to my sister whose birthday is the day after Valentine's Day and shout out to my best friend whose birthday was on the 9th of February. And so I just want to go ahead and read the scriptures that we will be reading today are in Daniel, Daniel chapter two. And I was I've been reading Daniel uh, off and on for a couple of weeks now during like my time, I guess, while I'm at school in between classes. And it hit me again. God just really was really working on me today because it hit me again how Daniel and then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, whom I will be referring to as Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. I like their Hebrew names a little bit better. But how like they made themselves available and that God used them. And then in turn, he elevated them. So I really just want to talk about that a little bit tonight. Um, just about how they were, God made, he, God, he put them in this specific place at this specific time for a specific purpose. And instead of and and they saw it they used it they utilized it they saw it as the gift that it was the um the opportunity that it was as opposed to looking at it as a burden as a um a crutch as something negative that they had to run away from they had to get out of they looked at it as an opportunity to serve God in every circumstance so this is just one of the many times throughout the book of Daniel that you'll see Daniel and then Hananiah Shadrach, or Hananiah Mishael and Azariah um really just displaying their faith in the face of great adversity so we're going to start in like I said we're in Daniel 2 we're going to start in verse 14 and I'll go ahead and read that so and like I said it's an LLT so it says when Ariok forgive me for these for butchering these names the commander of the king's guard came to kill them oh excuse me let me do a little backhand real quick so in Daniel 2 it is when Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, has this disturbing dream about um, he is. It's about he just has a dream one night and you don't you don't find out what the dream is until a little bit later. But he has this dream and nobody in his kingdom, none of the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers or the astrologers, nobody could tell him what his dream meant and what what the dream was. Or what it meant and he told everybody he said Nebuchadnezzar said if you basically if you do not tell me what my dream is and what it meant then you gonna die and so Daniel Mishael Hazariah and Hananiah they were at this point they were considered wise men in the the nation of Babylon they were pretty pretty high up they were they were pretty noble officials they were very they did very great very good job when they were in training, so to speak. And so they were very wise. And so they were, they were included in that group of people who, if they didn't tell him what the dream meant, then they was going to die. So like I said, let me go back to verse 14. It says when Ariok, the commander of the King's guard came to kill them being Daniel handed the, handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. He asked Ariok, why has the king issue, issued such a harsh decree? So Ariok told him all that had happened. Daniel went at once to see the king and requested more time to tell the king what had, what the drip meant. And then in verse 17, it says, Then Daniel went home and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah what had happened. 
He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. He said, praise the name of the Lord forever and ever, for he has all wisdom and power. He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in, in darkness, though he is surrounded by light. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. You have told me what we asked, what we asked of you and revealed to us what the, the king demanded. And then we're going to skip over to verses 46 through 49. And 46 says, this is, actually, we're going to say that part. We're going to say 46 to 49. So just through 14 through 23, when I was reading over that and then rereading over that, I just really saw how, so they were in a, so God had put them in this position. They were wise men in Babylon and life happened. The king got upset. The king had this, God had given the king this dream and nobody could answer it. Nobody understood. Not at the time, not even Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azaria knew what the dream, the dream meant. But what I, what I admire so much about these four guys is that their first inclination was, what the, the first thing that it says is that Daniel handled himself, handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. And that's something that we as a nation, me, me personally, I, I need to do better at is handling situation with, situations with wisdom and discretion, having a spirit of discernment and having a heart to desire wisdom in all situations. And I feel like that's a part of being available. They, they, were, they were willing, they had open hearts to, um, to receive the wisdom from God and to receive a spirit of discernment from God. And so they, they were available when... When, when when stuff got crazy, when the word murder and death and kill were being thrown around and with their names mixed in it, Daniel was able to handle the situation with wisdom and discretion. So verse 14 is if you are able to, if it's not already highlighted, go ahead and highlight verse 14, because I feel like that is just something to remember when you're just going about your daily life, when things get difficult you were, you were supposed to handle the situation, handle situations with wisdom and discretion. And then the next thing that I thought was interesting was um, Daniel went home and told his friends, his crew, his tribe, his community group. He told Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah what had happened when he had went to go see the king and asked for more time. And... The first, so, so the first thing he did was he handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. How did he handle the situation with wisdom and discretion? <clears throat> he went to the king and asked, you know, why, what's going on? Let me get a, let me get a full understanding of what it is that is going on. Instead of jumping to conclusions, jumping to these different situations, let me go straight to the person who's having, who's, who's the problem is with, and let me go figure out what, what's wrong and what can, what can be done to fix it. And, um, let me get, and since you're threatening my life, let me get a little more time. So that was how he handled the situation. And then after that, he went on to talk to his people. He went to his people, his his tribe, his crew, his community group, his closest friends and, or, and, and, told them what had happened. So he had somebody to talk to. He had, he had godly community surrounding him to talk to. And, and then on top of that, not only did he have that godly community to go talk to, 
He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so that they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. So that also is something that's pretty fascinating. It's, I'm sorry, that was my sock. <laughs> but he was, but, um, so Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they prayed together. And I just thought that was so interesting, so fascinating that they got together and they prayed and they asked, it said urged that that's not just, Oh God, you know, if it, you know, maybe it'll happen. It was like, God, please show us mercy. Show, tell us what this dream meant so that we won't die in here in this, in this nation, in this place. And I just, and then it says that night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision and so not only did God hear their prayers and he heard them pretty quickly, but, but the next step. So after, after God, after they prayed and they, they urged God to have show mercy and to reveal what the dream meant. And God told him, go told Daniel what the dream meant. The next thing Daniel did was he praised God, which is so vital. I believe I feel like for me, I know that's something that I struggle with when I'm going through a season of, like this past week, this past month, so to speak, when I'm going through a rough season, it definitely gets hard to praise God. You know, I mean, like praise him wholeheartedly. You have those little praise, you know, like, oh, thank you, Jesus, you know, and you. And sometimes it's just like a God, thank you for getting me through this day. Like, just thank you for helping me see the end of this day because it's been a struggle. You know, thank you for getting me through these tests this week, getting me through this test this day, this quiz, this homework you know, that situation. But I feel like, but Daniel went further than just hope. Thank you, Jesus. He went down and he was like, praise the name of God forever and ever for he has all wisdom and power. He controls the course of world events. He removes Kings and sets up other Kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in the darkness though he is surrounded by light. And it says, I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. And that's something I'm going to highlight real quick. It's, and then he says, you have told me what we asked of you and revealed to us what the king demanded. So I just want to just, just say, like, when it comes to being available, you can look back in Daniel 2 and just the book of Daniel period is just phenomenal for this kind of situation or this kind of the whole idea of being phenomenal or I'm sorry, the whole idea of being available. But it's just but Daniel, Mishael, Hazariah and Hananiah are just four prime examples about how they. So if you read if you've read Daniel one, you'll know that they refuse to defile themselves with the king's food during this their 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 training period, so to speak. And they held on to their principles. They held on to their, their, their faith. And God rewarded them at the end of that, um, by making them wiser, making them more wise and have favor with higher up officials and with the King. And then you come into Daniel two, and they're, they're, they're trying to do everything. You know, they're, they're still living, they're living faithfully. They're trying to do the best thing. Like they're trying to do the best they can, not only in their jobs, but also when it comes to, um, sticking to the sticking to the rules of their religion at the time being faithful and then they find themselves in a situation where God I mean they were tested God tested in a way they were God tested them tested what are you going to do when your life is on the line you know who are you going to go to when 
when you are you are in when your life is on the line when when things are looking extremely bleak for you and they they responded in a way that we should all respond i should respond and a lot of times i don't thank god for your his grace but a lot of times i don't respond in the way that i need to but they made themselves available in that when daniel was when they were faced with this trial daniel was open to 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 receiving the wisdom and discretion of god and 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 his friends mishael hananiah and azariah were open to to reaching out to God, reaching out to him and asking him, begging him, urging him to have mercy on them. They were available in, the, in those situations, if that makes sense. I hope this is making sense to you guys. Um, and at the end of it, so we go we had, go ahead and skip on to verse 46, Daniel 2, 46. And you'll see um, just, I guess, the fruits, I guess, of um, their faithfulness. It's the, 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 the little caption, so to speak, of this particular section is called Nebuchadnezzar rewards Daniel. And it says, then King Nebuchadnezzar threw himself down before Daniel and worshiped him. And this is just after Daniel had just told the king what his dream was and what it meant. And this is talking about the statue with the four different elements, the, the iron, the clay, the bronze, and then the iron and clay mixture. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was. But um, so it says the king, then King Nebuchadnezzar threw himself down before Daniel and worshiped him. And he commanded his people to offer sacrifices and burn sweet incense before him. The king said to Daniel, truly, your truly, your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this secret. Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon as well as chief over all his wise men. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a.k.a. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, to be in charge of the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel remained in the king's court. So once again, when I talk about, or when you talk about the whole idea of being available and using Daniel and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, um, there was something in... In verse 47, it talks, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, this pagan king, this this not so not a good person king. He says, truly your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries. For you have been able to reveal the secret. God used their faith in him because he, he knew who he knew his people. God used them because he knew they were available to be used and he was able to reach King Nebuchadnezzar by their by by these four guys faithfulness by these four guys being tested and withstanding the test and being faithful by being available to to his word and to God's word will to God's word his will and his way especially in this see this particular um this particular scripture his will and his way because they were available they made themselves available God was glorified to a pagan king. And at the time, at this time, remember, Babylon as an empire was one of the most powerful empires on the face of the planet. So God was able, God was revealed to this pagan, this this king, this pagan king who was one of the most powerful kings in the world at the time. He was revealed to him. God, God was able to, or through their faithfulness, God used them to reveal his glory and his majesty and his power. And that is just so fascinating and so wonderful to me. 
Like I want, like I really just want God to use me like that. I want him to, I want God to, I want his, I want him to be glorified in, in everything I say and do. And I just, ugh, I'm just blown away by Daniel. So don't be surprised if the next couple of episodes in this season are on Daniel, because like I said, the whole theme of season one is called being available or available. And so I thank you guys for sticking with me. This was long, a little longer than I had a, now I ain't gonna hold you. I wanted them to be about 20 minutes and this is about 20 minutes. So I thank you for sticking with me through this episode. I pray that, pray and hope that you got a little bit of something or even if I didn't, even if it was nothing that I said, hopefully got you back into reading your word um, and praying again and just trusting that God knows all, God sees all, God is, God is always present and even in the darkest of times that God will never leave you and just a quick side note I was thinking about this today um I would the whole like like I said through this trial period this this period of time this season that I'm in and um that I've been in for a while I was thinking like I've heard the I've heard the phrase you got to trust God even when you can't see him or when you can't track him and or it weren't you gotta trust God when you can't feel him working. And it's hard to do that because we as a people, um, especially for millennials, I've heard of this, especially for millennials, we're instant gratification kind of society and that mindset. Um, and just the idea of you putting in work and you when you put in work, you put in when you're like, I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, I'm going to Bible study, you know, I'm trying to be active in doing your will and your way, but I'm not seeing any of the it doesn't seem like you're seeing any of the fruits. I encourage you to not give up on the good work you are doing. I encourage you to stay faithful to God. I encourage you to trust him. And I just, and, and I sell that because something that hit me today was the world spins, the the earth spins, yet we do not feel it. But the earth is spinning. It spins on its axis and goes around not only is the world spinning on its own axis every 24 hours, but the world is also revolving around the sun every 365 days, unless it's a leap year. So I'm just like, so even when it doesn't feel like God is working, even when it seems like it's just another day, you have to you just be, be encouraged to know that God is always working, always working. And so I say that and I bid you adieu and I pray that you be blessed. So thanks again for coming, stopping by, um, and I'll see you in the next episode.